0: This is episode 125 of the 200 Churches Podcast. We're not meant to do these things by
1: ourselves or without any sort of sounding board. We're really not. So you need to find somebody outside of your church, somebody external, who you can share all of these steps and all of this uh, stuff that you're going through with, and that's really going to help you out.
0: And, and here's what we believe too. We don't care how bad of a pastor you are. How's that, Johnny? Wow! How's that for encouragement? That's me? a statement. We don't care how bad of a pastor you've been. We only care what kind of pastor you want to be. Uh, no. What? Oh, no. Well, we care about that a little bit. <laughs> but listen, no, seriously. I don't care about your failures. I don't care about what has been in the past. Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a fresh episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now here are two guys who, like you, serve in the trenches of small church ministry. The Trinidad and Tobago of ministry podcasts, Jeff and Johnny.
1: This is the 200 Churches Podcast. I'm Johnny Craig, and as always, I'm here with my friend and co-host. Jeff
0: Katie. Good to be with you, Johnny.
1: It is good to be with me. I mean you. I mean me. Yeah, you
0: meant you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good day to be podcasting, Jeff. We we're trying to do some back-to-backs. Sometimes we get in the zone. And so I'm not going to tell people which one we just got done recording, but this is appearing in the future someday. But we went back-to-back with podcasts and it feels good. I like it.
0: We can't tell anybody what day today is, what year we're actually recording this. Don't know. Or or where we are when we're recording. This it. is mysterious. We are in an undisclosed location <laughs> even to ourselves. Yes, exactly. But we can say that though there is there is warm weather in the offing where we are. In the offing yeah in the offing i don't know what that means you don't need to know but those of you listening you know what that means they know they do so many of them know what that means they know what it means and that's good enough i'm in the dark it means that it's right out front of us and we are just about to okay we're already experiencing it but not fully and completely but it's in the offing and we're just ready to step into it i like it yeah that's Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I would well, agree. I don't know. I just say it. I I've like used it. it for a long time. That's whatever, man. Okay. It's all good. All right. So this is a podcast to encourage small church pastors. That's what we're about. The, the ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches is our mission statement. Literally, it's the tagline, yeah. it, and it has been from month one. And when yeah, we we are so blessed to actually have a focus in a direction with our podcast that so many podcasts struggle to find. Yeah. And we've had it and you, you the small church pastor listening to us, you are our friend and you are the one to whom we are speaking whether you be a man or a woman. We're we're kind of like the Mr. Rogers of ministry podcasts. We come in,
1: we take off one pair of shoes and put on another. We take off one cardigan
0: <laughs> and put on another. And we say, won't you be our neighbor? John, Johnny, you look more like the Pee Wee Herman of now, ministry Now, don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be that way. Don't be that way. Oh, but we can't really talk about that. We can't, You, you no. probably don't even know about that. You were too young. Oh, I know. Okay.
1: And I'm offended that you would suggest that I am the Pee Wee Herman <laughs> uh, of Ministry Podcast. Yeah, but
0: those of you listening, you're laughing right now because you know that it's true.
1: You're like the Mr. Rogers and now so, you're old.
0: So today is a guest-free... I am like the Mr. Rogers. Thank you, yes. You're, you're welcome. Today is a guest-free episode. It's just us. And we were talking about... We're blessed here at our church. I mean, we're Don't thankful. Don't rub it in their faces. I mean, we're thankful for what we have at our church. We are. We're, we're, we're in a town that is a, a really good town. Yeah. We've got a Christian college in our town, so we've got a lot of fresh red meat to pour ourselves into mm-hmm. and to build into and to develop you know, young people. We've got great leaders in our church. We've got Amen. people that love each other. Yeah, you know, I've spent a good amount of time here, and you're you know you're spending more and more to almost three years. Yeah, here at Dover. Coming up, on. I mean, we've got a good we've got a good situation, and out of that good situation, and not that it isn't with its without its challenges, right? It certainly has its challenges. Yeah, but out of this situation, we are able to uh, build this podcast and we, it builds us, it builds into us, it builds into our church and it builds into you, our listeners. Yeah. Now I said to Johnny, what if, what if you were pastoring a little church somewhere, 62 people show up on a Sunday. Um, you are an hour and a half away from the closest Metro area. You've got maybe one or two people in your church who are leaders." Uh, you just don't have a very big population to draw from. Right. You're having a hard time getting volunteers. You're right on the edge with money, and there's no college in sight. So you have no you have no, no young, influx. energetic right. you know people. Well, you know what do you do? Now, I mean, we might have just described your church. We we just described. A lot of our listeners' churches. Yeah.
1: And a lot of churches that people who don't even know this podcast exists are in. That's a lot of churches. There's a lot of churches like what
0: you just described. And that I couldn't imagine. I couldn't even imagine. So it. so Johnny and I looked at each other and, and the truth is we we were pretty discouraged there as we looked at each other. You know, what wow, what what would we do? Now yeah. I've actually been in a in a very similar situation in the past, but it's been it's been 25 plus years and sure. I have to actually put myself back in there to remember it. My dad was in a situation
1: very much like that for um, a long time. For a long time. But as a kid I didn't appreciate, you know, right. what that meant and yeah, what that it was your dad what it that was home was. and your But church. I can ima- looking back I can think oh he mu- he must have been discouraged in a lot of those places. That's a tough
0: that's a tough situation to find yourself in. So we sat, okay, we're going to tell you where we are. We sat here in the studio and <laughs> we we looked at each other and and we we thought about that situation yeah. and uh you know just not a whole lot of positive prospects humanly speaking right in front of you and, and we we just sat there and we just said literally what would we do? What would you do if if I were there? What would I do, Johnny? If you were there, what would you, y- you do? You have to do something. And and we wrote down just a couple things. And yeah, we're, we're not a podcast where we say okay, here's your you know three you know three it's things. Four simple do it.
1: steps to a easier life right now.
0: <laughs> but we we're not do the, have. we not. The, mm, mm, I can't say it. We, we do, we're not that kind of podcast. We do have four. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna say, so. <laughs> We do have four things that we thought about. The, yeah. these are basically these are the four things I would do. Yeah, knowing what I know today, if I were in that situation, right. having a hard time, you know, getting people involved, and it just seemed like, man, I just, you know, where do we go from here? The first thing I would do is I would connect in a new relationship. Bingo. I would, I would build a relationship with somebody that I don't have right now. Somebody who could take me out of where I am and take me to a spot where I could think new thoughts, um, see things from a different perspective, whether this was going to be to take an online course, uh, to call somebody that was maybe uh, a little bit ahead of me in ministry that could that could maybe be my mentor. That
1: one guy that you remember from Bible college 20 years ago, but now it's desperate time, so maybe you should call.
0: Because they're doing a good job at their church, yeah. you know, wherever they are. I don't know what it would be. And again, it might just be something as simple as, as taking an online course, taking a, maybe taking a, a seminary course online, sure. or, or, or building some kind of a connection, some kind of a new relationship to feed into me, right? to begin to make me a different kind of a leader, a different kind of a pastor, uh, just to take me somewhere where I haven't been.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's got to be your first step. It's got to be your first step. You have to fill yourself up, and if you're in the situation that we kind of described, uh, you know, that's that's a kind of a discouraging place to be, or or could be, I would say. Um, and you you know, you might think, well, who am I gonna, you know, what kind of person am I gonna find? What kind of connection am I gonna make? Here I am out in the boondocks, you know. Well. And and
0: technology, I was
1: about to say it's 2015 and, you know, it's a different world than it's ever been before. And I realized that no Skype connection will ever be as good as coffee and no online class will ever be as good as sitting there in a, in a classroom. But you have opportunities now you've never had before. I mean, you really, really do. And so Jeff and I, we both, we, we both went to seminary, uh, at a distance and we had to go up there two times a year. I remember I had a guy in a class from Wyoming, uh, Montana. Sorry, same thing. Basically, so he's from <laughs> he was from sorry. Uh, Montana, and kind of in the type of situation that you just described. I joked with him like, "Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, forty five minutes from a Target, and it's driving my wife crazy." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm four hours from a Target." Wow. And I was like, "Bro, you know, like that's a <laughs> tough situation to be in, as far as you know, metropolitan areas." But he was going to seminary. He was making that connection. He was making friends at seminary. He was building those bridges. We're not saying you have to go to seminary, but we are saying you need to make a connection. Absolutely need to make a connection. So that I agree with Jeff. That's number one.
0: Now, I put my, my pen onto the paper. I hoped you would say this. And I was going to write the second thing. And just as I started to write it, Johnny said the exact same thing. Yeah. The second you, thing we would do. The letters
1: were coming down on the paper, and I was just like... Uh, I think I would develop the people that I had.
0: Yeah, more. Yeah. I mean, in, in a real focused, intentional way. Yeah. And somehow engage—I would try to engage my people in a, in a fresh way and say, listen, John, you've been coming to this church for X number of years— We have this certain relationship. I would really like—I would really like to take our relationship and make it just a little bit more intentional. Yeah, take it, make it a little bit deeper. And I want you a year from now not to be in the same spot that you are today. And I don't want to be in the same spot that I am today. Right. And and I want to see you grow not only in your relationship with Jesus, but also in your confidence in serving Jesus and in serving our church. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's easy to look at your church to, and, and to say, I don't have any
1: leaders. Well, you don't have any leaders today, but can you have leaders in a year? Can you have leaders in six months? Can you? Right. How are you going to develop people now? If you don't have any leaders, uh, now it's incumbent upon you to start to develop some of these people into leaders. And look, as pastors, developing people, you could use the word discipling people. If you are developing somebody... Spiritually, emotionally, and you know, developing them to be a leader—that's that is a spiritual task that you are going into. That you're teaching them how to be a leader, someone who can lead the church, be an elder, be a uh, be a deacon, or whatever the leadership structure you have is. That's a spiritual responsibility, and I think we as pastors we have that. So definitely find somebody or some buddies and start to develop them and pour into them. And like Jeff said say here's where we are today
0: in a year we shouldn't be the same people that we are today yeah we we can't be here in a year now and i use the i use john as an illustration but but right. uh, let's use you know jane or Shelley or sure. whatever uh it doesn't have to be just men absolutely not because you have probably got, you very well likely you have more women in your church, right? And your women are also indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God, amen. And gifted by the Holy Spirit of God, yeah. and have been prepared by God to serve. And really, anybody in your church, we have to begin developing our people. Now, you can't develop them all in one year, but you can. De- but you can develop a few. And again, I'm just going to point back again. To Dan Ryland's book called Amplified Leadership. Yeah. If you would get into that book, just take it a chapter at a time, Dan just lays it out exactly how to develop leaders in your church and how to take your own leadership and turn the volume up on it to amplify it just a little bit more. And it gets amplified by going through others, your leadership developing others. Are you excited about your ministry? Are you excited about what
1: God has placed in front of you and the, the responsibility that he's given you and the sheep that he's given you to tend? If you're not excited, get excited.
0: (laughs) Well, if you're not excited, your people aren't excited.
1: Right. And And that's what I mean. Get excited. And somebody would say, Oh, excitement wanes and excitement goes away. Sure. Certainly it does. But you have to have some sort of like urge and push to do this work. If you're, if you're, In a situation like we've described, you've got your 62 people and seven of them fall asleep on a Sunday morning. It's time for you to get some desire to do this work. And I tell you what, when you have some passion and some desire and some some excitement about developing leadership in your church, what you're doing is now you're giving and you're planting those same seeds of passion and excitement into people. And now they're excited about the work at the church as well and we don 't talk about church growth numerically a lot, but we do ter- talk about church growth uh, spiritually uh, as far as the health of your church goes. You might go from sixty two to sixty three people that does not dictate how healthy your church is. the people in your church, their relationships with each other, the surrounding community, and most importantly their relationship with god that
0: is how you grow a healthy church. Your church could go from 62 a year later to 52. And be healthier. And could be way, way healthier Amen. that next year. Absolutely. How the people relate to each other, how, do they, how they relate to God, and how they relate to others in their community and in their life. Now, I think of the word hope because a lot of we talked about, you know, getting excited. But a lot of times as pastors, we, we, we feel hopeless, we feel like, man, this is this thing ain't never gonna change. Right. This is what in the world? I'm just banging my head again. I'm swimming you. upstream forever. You just right. need a little hope. Now, Johnny and I, you know, we sat here and you know, we're hopeless. Okay, we are hopeless. But <laughs> I mean, we sat here for 10, 15 minutes talking about, you know, what what do small church pastors need? And we put ourselves in that scenario that would be, again, humanly speaking, somewhat hopeless. But as we thought about these four things putting ourselves in that position and saying, what would I do? Right. I mean, what would I do if God has called me to this community? What would I do? I would connect in a new relationship. I would, I would create some kind of a plan to develop my people. Yep. And I just gave you one book, one easy, phenomenal, proven workflow for developing your people yeah. in the book, Amplified Leadership by Dan Ryland. Uh, that's going to be in the post for uh, this podcast. There'll be a link to it. I'm already starting to get hopeful. I'm already, the, you know, the sun is coming up a little bit on the horizon. You're feeling better about that pastor? Yeah, well, no, no, I'm feeling better about me in that position. As the pastor. As yeah. that pastor. Amen. Because I'm going to do something new. I'm going to build some kind of a new relationship, and I'm going to get into a different kind of a relationship with my people, one that's more intentional, that's more focused, and that has a little bit more expectancy that, we're, you know, we're going to... We're gonna be the body of Christ together, and we're gonna build each other up, yeah, and spur one another on toward love and good works. See, I say passion together. and
1: excitement, and I think a lot. Of those, you know, some people would say, "Oh, passion and excitement; those go away." Sure, hope, hope springs. You hope know what is I mean? What you need? Yeah, and that's yeah. what I mean. That, and that's what I'm talking right. about. You need right. hope, and your people need to have hope. I just put a different word yeah, to it. Yeah, and, and, and I'm glad you did because it's so true. So
0: those are the only the first two things. So yeah. the third thing that, that I thought what I would do, I would set some personal goals for myself. Okay. Because I can't control all the people in my church. In fact, you know what? I can't control one of the people in my church. That's the truth. I mean, the only one I actually can control is me and then I have a hard time. That's a challenge. So, But I would set some personal goals, because if I set some personal goals and achieve some personal goals, not only does that create hope and excitement in me, but it also models for the people in my church that you can actually grow, you can actually change as a person and as a believer and as a member of the body of Christ. So I would set some personal goals. So,
1: you know, what kind of personal goals do you need to set? You know, do you have bad habits that need to be kind of modified or do you need to? Oh, oh, I thought you were asking me. Autobiographical time for you? Uh, You No, no, no. no. Let's make it rhetorical.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got bad habits. We all have. We all have bad habits. Yeah.
1: Uh, Do you need to cultivate some habits that you don't have right now? You know, Uh, and I think I have all sorts of habits in my life that I wish I had. Does that make sense? I you know, don't have all sorts let, of habits let,
0: that I wish I had. Let's just push the, push the pause button just for a second. All right. And let's say we're not talking about you need to be more pleasing to God. You need to clean up your life. No, so no, no, that no, no. God no. will love you more and bless your ministry. No. More. That's not what we're talking about. Not at all. I mean, when we had, when we had Bill Thrall on, yeah. what was he? Episode 111, 112, Some, somewhere in there. One of those. I mean, he, he got pretty clear on the fact that right. God loves us. He is on our side. Right. We're not talking about making ourselves more righteous or more holy. No. No, we're talking about proverbs type of living where we just need to be maybe be a little bit wiser in our choices and our time management and whatever it might be. Right. So that we can personally now we talked about developing our people Really what we're talking about here setting personal goals is just develop self development.
1: Yeah. And and you need to take control over the things you can take control over, which is what you were just saying, Jeff. Yes. And to build build those personal goals and put those personal goals out there. And again, I'm not talking about goals like we're gonna have eighty people join our church in the next year. Right. You
0: know, those aren't again, you can't really control that at the end of the day. Unless you had a gun. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and you can go out and force them to come in. But I mean, other, short of that, no, you can't control
1: That's that. That's true. You could set goals of how much weight you're going to lose or how many you know, miles you're going to run, right? Some sort of health goals like that. You could set some goals for how many books you're going to read. How you're going to structure your week How you're going to structure your, your week or your day. Absolutely. You could set different kinds of goals and personal development goals like that. And those goals give you something now to work toward. That gives you something, and you can say, I am doing this. I am doing this thing, and it's going to make me a better leader, a better pastor, and give me
0: what I need to help develop other people. And a personal goal doesn't have to be completely disconnected from the, the second thing we said, developing other people. One of your personal goals might be, okay, I am gonna, I'm going to restructure my day or my week so that I, I now have time to meet with Jane and Shelly and John and Mike to develop them right. as leaders, or maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to structure my week in such a way that I have now Monday nights free, and we're going to start a small group with this group of people in the church for the purpose of developing them, sharing our yeah. vision for our church with them, letting them know how, hey, we don't have a huge community, but we have a community. We have people and as the body of Christ here we can actually make a difference in our community. So the personal goals kind of go hand in hand with developing your people. I mean they can, they're not completely disconnected and they also can go hand in hand in connecting in a relationship because that they may all feed into each other. But these are things that you would that would get you hopeful, mm-hmm. that you could get excited about because God as God changes you, yeah. the pastor God can change your church I as well. And to start getting some wins, to start building some
1: momentum and building some positivity. Yeah, I said I was going to hit this goal, and then I did. That's a win. You know what I mean? And just to get a better attitude, a better um, trajectory going than maybe you're on right now. Like we said, you know, if you're feeling discouraged, well, you, you know, you want to feel encouraged. So if you start to hit some marks and hit some you know uh, goals and things like that, that's going to do that. You're going to feel very encouraged. So Jeff, do you have something to add to that? Well,
0: you're either listen, you're either moving forward or you're not. Right. And if you're not moving forward, you're drifting. Yeah. And you don't usually if you're if you're going down a river, and you just start drifting, unless it's a really fast moving river you're probably going to end up on one side or the other up against the, the, the trees that are hanging over or the right. rocks or the shoreline or whatever. You're going to run it ashore. If yeah. you're not moving forward, you're drifting and you're usually drifting to the right or to the left. And if you're at your church and you're just kind of like, you know, this is just, yeah, this is no big deal. This is really not working. I'm just kind of, I don't really know what's going on. It's punching I'm, the clock. We're, yeah. We're just marking time. You're just drifting. So you've, you've got to be moving forward and you could say okay well i'm going to move forward for the fall and then i'm going to take a little bit of a break over christmas and new years and then i'm going to well, i'm going to take a break over the spring too and i'll just push again in the fall well you can do that if your people will put up with that and if they're you know if they're fine with that but how about how about you take a just enough of a break to have to get rest and to be refreshed And then to push forward again in the spring, set some new goals. You've heard of SMART goals. And rather than getting it all into that, let's just say a goal that doesn't have a deadline is really not a good goal. Right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna run farther, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose some weight. I'm gonna, I have a
1: goal to walk on the moon.
0: Well, oh, I'll be a better time manager. Well, yours is not achievable. Come and, on. And mine are, aren't uh, envisionable. <laughs> I mean, so if you're gonna set a goal, you've got to be specific about it, and it has to be have a time limit on it. Wow. And you could take a break all the way through the spring and all the way through the summer if your people let you and they put up with that. But the truth is, you're not going to be happy. No. You're going to feel more discouraged about your church. So it really is true. If you're not moving forward, you're just drifting. So it's not like, okay, I'm going to have this special time now where I try to develop my people and I try to set some personal goals, but I'm only going to do that for a couple months because, you know, I don't want to get too crazy about this thing. No, it has to be the flow of your ministry. You always have to be connecting in new relationships. You really do. You always have to be developing your people. I mean, you really do yeah. if you want your church to have significance. And you always have to have some kind of personal goals that you're working for, forward to and toward that will move you forward. And if you don't, you're just going to be drifting. You're not going to be very happy with your life or your, or your ministry.
1: You said, you know, if you want your church to make an impact or if you want your church to have significance, have significance. this is the Encouragement podcast. I don't want to say something that's not encouraging, but I, I do want to say this. If you don't want your church to have significance, please quit. Johnny. I'm serious. I would agree. Just just go do something else. Yeah. Ain't no shame in that game. There's other jobs. But if you don't want your church to have significance, what it's like leave like somebody else does. And so either get that desire or get out because... The, because God wants your church to be significant, I, 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 you know, I don't like to speak for the Almighty out of turn. But one thing I can say with with all certainty in the world is that God wants your local body
0: of believers to have significance and to be significance in the life of the community. You know, no matter what size your church is, no matter the makeup, no matter the people in that church, your church deserves a good pastor. Yeah. Your church deserves a pastor who loves them and who can envision what God can do in their lives and through their lives into their community. We believe that you're that pastor. I do. Well, do you believe it, But do you believe it? Do you believe it? And and you may not be a Bill Hybels. You may not be, you know, whatever. Name the big preacher out there. God doesn't want you. God wants you to be you as the pastor to your people. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I don't care how many, or what they look like. I don't care what their income level is. I don't care what their education level is. Your people deserve a committed, loving pastor, feeding them God's Word and developing them to their kingdom potential.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So so the fourth, I don't know what you want to call it, step, area, uh, action item right? that Jeff and I kind of came up with when we said if we were in this situation, what would we do? Uh, The first three, I'll just run through them again. It was, you know, you got to connect in a new relationship. You got to develop your people and you got to set personal goals. And now this fourth one I think is connected. And that is you need to share all of your victories and all of your struggles and and everything that's going on with a friend or or with someone. And, you know, I almost thought about Dave Jacobs in this moment. And I realize, you know, you, you have to pay Dave Jacobs, which is, you know, but... You don't have to pay him that much, and he's really a phenomenal listener, and he would really give you a ton of phenomenal feedback. But you don't have to have Dave Jacobs. It can Facebook be a Facebook message him. You can Facebook message Yeah. Yeah. You need to share these things with somebody. We're not talking about accountability like they're going to come get you if you don't follow through. We're talking about sharing because you want to share your wins. You want to share your struggles. You want to get feedback. You want to get honest conversation from somebody about how that thing is going.
0: And somebody who's not in your church, Right, and I think preferably somebody who's in ministry like you are. Yes. So, are you in any kind of a pastors' group? You know, who do you who do you resonate with in that pastors' group? Maybe that's the person that you want to pull aside and say, "Hey, can, can we meet every other month for an hour or two at lunchtime and just just to talk about how I'm doing, just to talk about how my church is doing, and just to uh, you know just so I can bounce things off of you and you could give me some wise feedback." Yeah, you need and we've this is something that you've heard us talk about before. You and I get to do this with each other all, all the, the time. time. All the time.
1: All the time. And we talk about it and we say you need it. If you still don't have it, you still need it. <laughs> that no, hasn't you changed. Do. You need somebody to share this type of stuff with. It doesn't have to be your best friend. Like you don't have to fall asleep talking to them on the phone. We're not talking about that. But it needs to be somebody who you can just kind of crack the ministry shell with and say, "Here's what I have going on. Look at this." Because that type of feedback and interaction, that drives you right back into wanting to do those other three steps over and over and over again. We're not meant to do these things by ourselves or without any sort of sounding board. We're really not. So you need to find somebody outside of your church, somebody external, who you can share all of these steps and all of this uh, stuff that you're going through with, and that's really going to help you out.
0: And, and here's what we believe too. We don't care how bad of a pastor you are. How's that, Johnny? Wow. How's that for encouragement? That's a statement. We don't care how bad of a pastor you've been. We only care what kind of pastor you want to be? Uh, no. Oh. No. Well, we care about that a little bit. <laughs> but listen, no, seriously, I don't care about your failures. I don't care about what has been in the past. Yeah. You could take, this is not rocket science on our part. You could take these four things. You fill in your specifics you get on your knees before God and you ask for his help. You get alongside somebody else and you partner with them and say, hold me accountable. I want to do this so that I can love my church, so that I can love my community, so that I can serve my Lord and Master. And you will find reward in this and you will, you will achieve and accomplish more in the future if you set your plans like this. You set some goals and you, with intentionality, try to move forward. You will move forward. I don't care what the past has been. You can do better and you can achieve more if you just have a plan. And this is all this is. It's just a plan. Sometimes we just don't have a plan. And you may be listening to this and say, yeah, I'll raise my hand. I'm, I'm guilty number one. I have not had a plan. And you know what? You and most every other pastor in America, at one time or another, you're not yeah. alone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, we're still about encouragement. We're still all about encouragement, and I and I do hope that this has been encouraging.
0: I'm encouraged about that pastor who's like stuck out in the middle of nowhere with a couple dozen people in the boondocks. There's things he can do. There's things she can do. Yeah, they can move forward. They can make a difference. In the kingdom, they don't have to say, oh, this is hopeless. This is hope. No, it's not. It's not hopeless. You're
1: totally and completely right about that, Jeff. And so we hope this has been encouraging to you. Um, We we always want to connect with you. If you ever want to email us, drop us a line. We're always happy to interact with you in that type of way. Um, But mostly we're just thankful that you listen, thankful that you keep on coming back. And we really do hope and pray that this podcast has been useful and helpful in your life. So with that, I think I'll sign Jeff and I off. Thank you so much for listening to the 200 Churches podcast.
0: We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com and receive the guy's free PDF download called Our 7 Favorite Ministry Resources. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with another brand new, shiny episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church.